baseball itself is just so tied into our American identity. And there isn't anything more America than Utah. From the professional to the collegiate level, Utah has some of the most dedicated sports fans in the country. Whether or not you bleed blue, red, purple, or green, there is no doubt that Utahns love their sports teams at every level. Now, those avid sports fans might be getting another team to root for in the near future, as Utah is being considered to be the future home of a Major League Baseball team. Joining us today to discuss the possibility of a Major League team moving to Utah is Representative Ryan Wilcox and Chief Executive Officer of the Larry H. Miller Company, Steve Starks. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks, my pleasure. Now, this is really exciting news. There has been a lot of buzz about a Major League team coming to Utah for a little while now. But within the last several months, that buzzing has grown ever louder. Steve, the Larry H. Miller Company has been involved in the creation of Big League Utah. Would you mind talking a little bit about what this entity is and what this means for the state? Yeah, I'm glad to. And thank you for having me on the podcast to be able to talk about something that we obviously have a lot of passion for and are excited about. When the Miller family started their business in late 70s, they were focused primarily on automotive retail. And then everybody knows the story of buying the jazz and then buying the second half 18 months later. And and really, that was an effort to ensure that the team stayed in Utah forever, because if the Jazz had left at that point, we may not have NBA today. And that risk was too great for Larry Miller, who said, you know what, we'll put everything on the line to ensure that the Jazz stay. And then in the 2000s, bought the Salt Lake Bees, because baseball was Larry's true passions in life. He played competitive softball growing up. He loved the game. That bolstered the sports and entertainment group. And then we made the decision to sell the Jazz in 2020 and kept the bees and started to lay out a plan for the future of where they would play. And we were evaluating different options. At the same time, myself and a couple of colleagues were in New York for meetings and asked for a meeting with the commissioner of Major League Baseball. And I said to him, Commissioner, we really believe that Salt Lake should be on your radar for expansion. And I communicated the reasons why we believe that we were the most compelling expansion market. And he received that very positively. And the Miller family, you know, over the course of several months, gravitated towards the idea and their family's passion for baseball and sports and doing things that lift our state. And we couldn't think of a better way to accomplish that than by bringing a major league baseball team. So we've built a coalition and we have tremendous support from across the state, rural Utah, along the Wasatch Front, Republicans and Democrats, community leaders, and we couldn't be more excited. We announced April 12th and that was received very positively here locally. And then we've had very strong feedback from New York and around baseball as well. So that's the genesis of it. And again, we couldn't be more excited about the prospect of having MLB in Utah. Mm -hmm. Now, Steve, you talked about some of the reasons that Utah is being considered and that we really make a compelling case for a new major league team. Can you talk about what are some of those factors that really play in Utah's favor that make us such a competitive environment? You bet. I mean, first of all, you start with, we are already the 29th largest media market in the country. And why that's important is that when sports leagues like baseball sit down and have conversations about where to expand, they want to ensure that there will be a base of fans that can support a franchise. And so there's 30 baseball teams already. We're the 29th largest media market, and we're bigger than four other existing baseball markets already. And then you add to it that we are the fastest growing state in the country. 
We're the youngest state. We have the best economy in the country, and we are the most convenient geographical location for baseball. All of those things add up that makes a very compelling case that Salt Lake is a no-brainer for expansion because you're not only making the decision based on today's factors, you're making the decision based on what's going to happen over the next 30 years. It's really hard to bet against Utah given all of those positive tailwinds and where we're projected to continue to go as a state. Awesome. Thank you. And Representative, you're an avid baseball fan. For those who haven't been following the news with Major League Baseball, can you discuss what is some of the latest news out of the MLB regarding team relocations and expansion teams? Well, I think as uh, Steve alluded to, you know, Commissioner Manfred has made it pretty clear he wants to expand to 32 teams. And so there's all sorts of speculation about what that looks like in the media. But I think the important thing for us to remember is this is the place, right? We've had these conversations in the past in our historical context, but with us as the youngest state in the nation, the hottest economy in the nation, literal crossroads of the West where everybody's got to come through to get here. There really is a compelling case. And the buzz that I'm hearing from Major League insiders, from friends that are close to that, is that it really is down to us and maybe one or two other options if we play this right. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm myself a rather large baseball fan and and I've been paying attention to a little bit about what's going on on this front. And I've been hearing that there's a relocation for the Oakland Athletics right now, as well as you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, as well as some of these expansion teams. Is it more likely from what you're hearing that Utah becomes home to a new expansion team or one of these relocated teams? Yeah, great question. So the commissioner has said publicly that they need to get the situation in Oakland resolved and they need to get a stadium built in Tampa. And so it would appear as though Oakland is going to Vegas The state legislature just approved a massive financial package to help build a stadium in Las Vegas, and the Oakland has filed the paperwork for relocation. That's good news for us on two fronts. Number one is it's closer to resolution, and secondly, it takes Vegas out of the running as a potential expansion market. Now, I can make a really compelling argument that Salt Lake's a more attractive option than Vegas, Mm -hmm. but regardless, it takes them out of competition. And then in Tampa... Uh, We are not hearing so much about relocation as we are them focusing on a new stadium and a mixed-use project anchored by a baseball park. And we're hearing that there could be good momentum on that, and we hope that's the case because when those two things are solved, what the commissioner said is that they'll then be ready to look at expansion formally. And so what we're doing is we're focusing on being ready for the moment that MLB says, Tampa's good, Oakland's good, now we're ready to look at expansion and we want to be the most obvious solution for them to approve an expansion team to. Now, Steve, why don't we talk about what the state and what the Larry H. Miller company is doing to be ready as far as plans for a future stadium or any other levers that need to be pulled in preparation so that we can be ready when those decisions come? So there's three things that we think about. The first one is market. I've already talked about why we believe that Salt Lake and Utah is the best market for expansion. Related to that point, we are engaged with a third-party consultant that performs economic feasibility studies out of Dallas, and they have an enormous amount of credibility and will ultimately deliver a report to us and to baseball that speaks to why or why not Salt Lake makes sense. And they look at everything from you know population, drive time to where a ballpark could be, the economy, do we have strong corporate base? What's the likelihood of being able to sell season tickets and suites and hospitality, et cetera, et cetera. And so that work is underway. 
I can tell you that their first pass on that and their phase one came back incredibly strong. So number one market, a lot of work being done on that one. Number two, ownership group. And Ismail want to ensure that there is a group that has the wherewithal to be able to pay for an expansion fee, which could be upwards of $2 billion. Um, has an ownership group that's experienced, that's seasoned, that's trustworthy, that understands what they're getting into. And fortunately, we have a majority owner in the Miller family that has a 36-year track record of owning a professional sports franchise, did it with class, did it in a way that made the NBA proud, hosted two all-star games. We are also, unlike when the Miller family owned the Jazz, we'll be building other investors that are passionate about baseball and about the state and want to co-invest. And we have had a lot of people come forward and say that they're excited about that, that they would love to be part of an ownership group. So we think that the second point there of ownership is a competitive advantage for us. And we've heard that from around the country as well. Now you get into location and where is a baseball stadium going to be built? And is there public support for that? And so we identified what's called the power district as the ideal location for a major league ballpark. And the power district is just west of downtown Salt Lake City. It's on North Temple, right off of Redwood Road, and in between I-15 and I-215. Mm-hmm. And it has the tracks line that runs right there, five minutes from the airport, with views of downtown Salt Lake and the beautiful Wasatch Mountains in the outfield. And so to us, that is a generational opportunity to lift that Fair Park District, because this is right kitty corner from the Fair Park. And it's the most accessible site in the market. And we'll lay out a mixed-use development. And we're actually going to coordinate with the Fair Park to not only do a real estate development, but to create an area where we can invest collectively to reshape the community and invest on that west side. And I'll tell you that the citizens there are excited. The local city council is excited. The representative and the senator are incredibly supportive and excited about what that can do for the Fair Park District and the west side community. So those three things are the areas that we're working on, and we have strong momentum behind all three. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super exciting. Representative Wilcox, why don't we go to you here for a quick second? Yeah. It is kind of incredible, given the history of baseball within Utah, that we're just now discussing getting a professional baseball team here. Can you walk us through what exactly is that tight history that Utah has had with the sport and why this is such an exciting opportunity for many Utahns? You know, I think a lot of folks in Utah know the history of the pioneers, but what I don't think they know is that we had the baseball thing going on here since the 1860s. We have references in Utah papers back to 1867 of semi-pro baseball clubs starting up here in Utah, remembering that the National League, you know, part of Major League Baseball today didn't start till 1876. We had the Lagoon Farmers, the White Wings. The, we actually had a team called the Salt Lake City Elders at one point, which is pretty funny. <laughs> the Fruit Pickers, the Skyscrapers. One team actually called themselves the Mormons. But then we even had club teams for companies. So like the Smelter in Salt Lake had a club team that people went to. And we've got just this beautiful history. And so when I think about that, I think of, you know, that story from the Field of Dreams when they remember what it was like when they went to a game when they were a kid. I think all of us have that memory. I have a little park over here in Plain City where I first played baseball when I was a little boy. And driving by that park is an emotional experience for me. (laughs) I'm laughing here, but it really is. We remember those things. We remember what it was like when we were a kid. And baseball itself is just so tied into our American identity. 
And there isn't anything more America than Utah. To touch on that point, just how much baseball means to families in particular, that baseball is very often ranked as probably the most family-friendly sport in the country, that it is intertwined with family values and family ideals. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that is kind of integrated in with our identity as Utahns? You know, that quote, America is rolled by like an army of steamrollers, right? It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again, but baseball has marked the time. It's part of our past. It reminds us of what was good and what it could be again. I love that line because it resonates, and I think it resonates with families. It's something that you do together. You don't play baseball by yourself. You get your friends down at the park. To that line, you know, the classic baseball movie, uh, The Sandlot, it was filmed here. Right. And I you know, will ask Steve, too, while we have Steve here about that part of the project with Salt Lake, because this is also super cool. Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And we'll talk about why that should matter to you. Tom. Yeah, I'd love to. First of all, I'm so excited about your love of baseball. And you're exactly <laughs> right. It is America's pastime. But it's not just the history. It's the future of the sport. It's international. We worked with Salt Lake City, and not a lot of people realize this, but the Stanlot Field is in Salt Lake in what's called Riverside Park on the west side, not far at all from where we would build a major league ballpark at the Power District. For the last couple of years, our company does a day of service every year, and we've gone out and we've helped clean up those fields. We planted trees. We painted the dugouts. But one of the things we noticed is that they don't have lights. So that means that all the little league teams that play in that area are limited by how long the sun's going to be in the sky. And so in working with Salt Lake City, we are providing some funding that we're just announcing to be able to put lights on those two ballparks. And that extends their life. And kids can play under the bright lights of the Sandlot Field and Riverside Park. And so we're super excited about that. A nod to the past with the Sandlot. And it's a nod to the future with these little league kids that love the sport. Well, that's super exciting. Now, the number one question that I have gotten and that I know many Utahns want to know on this effort is what is the new team's name going to be? Do we have any sort of a sense as far as what you gentlemen have heard directionally where we might be taking things or anything that has been batted around as of yet? Uh, Ryan, I think you have a strong opinion on this, don't you? <laughs> so, Okay. Yes, and Congressman Moore and I have gone back and forth because he has a very strong opinion about this too. I like the Raptors thing. I don't know if we can work it out with the Ogden Raptors, but you know, Utah Raptor is the name of the dinosaur that we just discovered here. There's no reason why Toronto should own that thing. So Utah, Utah Raptors, the Ogden team could be the Double A club. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever we got to do there. But I think you know, there's some angle here. Congressman Moore likes the spike. I mean, we can call it the golden spike, possible. So throw back a little bit to the Golden Eagles, the old hockey club, but also, of course, our history is the crossroads of the West, joining the railroads and, of course, baseball spikes. So there's an argument there, the Utah spikes. But Steve, I don't know. What are you leaning? <laughs> Your opinion probably well, matters more than ours. <laughs> I'm really excited that I'm going to use this podcast to announce the future. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. What I will tell you is we love to see the activity and people have made suggestions and they're passionate about it. I would say the leaders in the clubhouse would be the golden spikes. A lot of people like that. A lot of people like the bees. Yeah. Some people have said the pioneers. Uh Others have said the goals, which is a throwback to the seagulls. One point the team was called the goals. I would say generally those would be the leaders in the clubhouse. Oh, cutthroat. A lot of people have liked cutthroat is the trout. 
And so that's really exciting for us. We would anticipate once we have a team running the process and including the fans and then naming the team. And, and of course, 30% of people are going to love it. 30% of the people aren't going to care. They just want to go to baseball and 30% of people are going to disagree with the name, but that's part of what makes it fun too. Now, Representative Wilcox, what role will state and local governments play in helping bring a major league team to our state? You know, the reality is that state and local government exists to represent those who elect us, to represent people. So it's going to depend on you know what we decide as a people. Is this something that we care about? So it will really just depend on what that answer is. All of this stuff takes a leader with vision, like takes somebody that can see the future. I mean, the Olympics, right? Coming to Utah probably sounded pretty crazy at the beginning, but that was huge. It completely changed the culture and the history and the perception of the state of Utah on the external side, but it allowed us to serve the world in a way that I think so many of us that got to participate will never forget. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the work that the two of you have done to get this ball rolling and really make an exciting opportunity for all of Utahns. And how can Utahns help and support in this effort? What can we do in order to continue on forward and hopefully get an MLB team here? Well, they can go to bigleagueutah.com. They can sign up to follow us on social media. They can buy some merchandise. All of that money is going back into the effort. They can go volunteer to coach their daughter softball team or little league team. They can be an advocate for it generally, and they can continue to live great lives because one of the things that we don't underestimate is that Utah has an incredible quality of life, and it's because we take care of each other. We're good neighbors, and there's nothing that's more baseball than a team functioning together. We're incredibly proud to be part of the Beehive State, and we can't wait to have the Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox and other teams coming to Salt Lake for Major League Baseball. And I just maybe close with this. Baseball is unique in the panorama of American sports history. And we've been saying, when you have a chance to get baseball, you don't walk, you run at that chance. Great Mm -hmm. cities across the country have been defined by baseball teams and the history that's tied together. It's America's pastime. And it's one of the big three sports in North America. And it's so ideally situated for this state. People would love it and rally behind it. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing exactly what comes forth in the next coming years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.